0: Welcome to Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy, Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor.
1: Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. Oh boy. Oh boy. Boy. Oh boy. Boy. <laughs> Episode two, season. Back two. to change. 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 <laughs> change. Oh. Okay. So when we call it in, we call it in. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we do. Krista? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thanks for checking in today in our podcast.
0: Last holy week was fucking holy change and um now fucking this holy change was that's good. Holy like change it. and this week is the holy fuck change. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think was coming. But here
1: I am. Share, share, share. <laughs> so uh, what's really funny is there were two episodes that we tried to include in season one. Yes. That Spirit was having no part of us <laughs> including. And I for think technical we told, different, like, we difficulties. We thought it was technical difficulties, but there were some topics in there we were trying to talk about that probably weren't ready for us to talk about. And so we were just blocked everywhere we tried to do that. So, uh, but that really was the beginning of this conversation that we're going to have today. So let's go back and a share recap. a little recap of what those episodes were about. Well, go, Krista. oh, shit. So it's, <laughs> God, it's even
0: hard to remember back then because that's what? I two, remember. Three, minute, three months ago. And the topic was about me and Eyes beginning to have some conversations about open relationship and – Okay, that hold work? on.
1: I just want to remind you that you didn't have a conversation about it. He just blurted out to you as you over left, eggs, <laughs> or as you were leaving the house, or over eggs. Hey, Krista, maybe what we have is an open relationship, and was that was like, the end of the conversation.
0: Yeah. So, you know, who our podcast episode was about me going like, I don't know. Is that something I want to be involved in? Do I want to try it out? How did does I try that it feel? out? And did I try it out? And I think at that time I was saying like open relationship doesn't really work for me in that situation because I'm in love with Golden Eyes. So within it to think of him going off with somebody else feels hurtful. Whereas if I wasn't, madly in love with them, then it would just be like, okay, that's what we're doing. We hook up when we want to hook up and we go do our thing when we want to do our thing. Yeah,
1: but isn't the definition of an open relationship that you're actually in love with the person you're with and you don't mind that they have sex with other people and you don't mind that you have sex with other people? So were you in a discovery mode with that? If you
0: remember, I was okay with me having sex with other people. I do remember I I wasn't okay with having sex with someone else. So that's why I was like... That's not ultimately going to work for me. Right. Right. And I still found myself over the last couple of months in this little tango dance with him trying to figure out. I think it was a grand tango. It was a grand tango. So still trying to be in relationship but not calling it relationship. And I'm trying to put the label on it. And he's trying not to put the label on it. Yet there's still love there. Yet we're not in love. And there's still sex there. What kind of sex? It's just jumbly so we tried to podcast on that and part of um i don't know if it was that episode or the second episode that we had to throw in the trash but i was discussing this other man in my life nurture man i think we've brought him up before but he's just this oh he was the um the date on the beach back in the fall
1: yeah way back then (laughs) and then he was also part of that discovery process around open relationship for you, right? Yeah, he's been
0: around a while, and he is very steady and very true and... um, Nurturing? Nurturing (laughs) and supportive and honoring. Honoring and respectful. He's everything. And so he has been... uh, We've been friends for over a year now, and he's witnessed me, and he's watched me go through all of these ups and downs with golden eyes. And, you know, when there was opportunity he stepped in and asked me out and we had great times. And then when golden eyes would swoop back in and say one more time, Krista, then nurture man would just be like, okay, go do what you need to do to make yourself happy. So him and I have kind of had this ebbing and flowing and, um, they <laughs> it's like having two people. It's almost like if I could push them together, like, oh, it's like the perfect thing. And, with that said, they're like complete opposites. So I'm really getting these two different experiences of men, and you I can cannot smish those two people together. Never, never. Never. And and I say that from a very ego-based place, but from a very like soul-centered place, I look at Nurture man and go like, he's the real deal. He's I would the say. real deal. And um, For you for me, but I'm used to meeting somebody, the love of my life, and having this like instant connection and whirlwind romance. And I, in my head, think that's soulmate, that's love. And so the way Nurture Man and I have gotten to know each other has been through this year long friendship. So I'm kind of looking at it right now and analyzing and going, like, because I haven't been able to look at him as in like, oh, I love love him in that way. Yeah, like your man. You yeah, you're yeah, but your I person. Think that comes from because he's been in the friend zone for so long that making that transition into seeing it as more has been challenging for me.
1: Yeah, and you know, Chris, it, it's really funny. It's like which components of the excitement and the the sort of I don't know. Bio- biology of golden eyes or rico suave <laughs> rico <laughs> golden eyes rico <laughs> golden eyes um you know which components of that are sort of more instinct based for you like you know sexually kind of compelling and exciting and and ooh, an older mm-hmm. man and all those kinds of things versus well, i don't know if i was ever like ooh an older man <laughs> I don't know well ins- in i'm not saying that you're conscious of that oh. But there was a part of you that was actually a little bit in awe of him sometimes, right? I think it was
0: the physical attraction more more than the age and the being in awe of him. It was more of a physical
1: attraction for him It okay. just felt like it like, just over. It sort of would overwhelm you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, he's so, and I'm yes, not, and right, yeah. So and and so there were dynamics of that that could possibly be reminding you of something in your life right are
0: we talking daddy issues
1: (laughs) we could be if that's where it takes you and you know we were talking before and we were exploring like what are the things that would be in common with your definition of love that you may have gotten from your Mm -hmm. daddy-o that this man has you know what are some of those things and you were relating something that we thought, oh, maybe that has something
0: for you. Yeah, and I you know, I wanna be careful here. I wanna be really respectful because I usually don't talk about my parents or my family yeah, members no, who are still alive. So um, you know, my experience of my dad is through my lens and my perspective Absolutely. of you know, a little girl growing up. And I guess that it's we didn't live in the same household, so there was a lot of separation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a lot of distance and i think a lot of craving for more and craving for more of a relationship and i can see that that became my norm in a way like so love
1: includes separation separation love includes yearning for someone to come back to you love includes yearning to belong like all those things are your actual what you experience as loving feelings right and with Subconsciously. like it's Right. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's definitely not no. on the surface. So to our audience also, like, don't expect this stuff to be on the surface. But when you notice that, wow, I actually feel in love with people who treat me badly or I feel in love when uh, men are not available, that was mine. Mm-hmm. Any way that they could not be available, I found them. Right. You know? <laughs>
0: I think that might be in me too. And think- so – Yes, you're making a great point here in that there was a similarity between my experience of Love with my dad
1: and my experience of love with
0: golden eyes.
1: Right. And it's no one's fault. It's not like your dad created something. So we're not doing that with it. It's, no. It's this was the pattern that was set up in your consciousness right. for your soul growth, for your maturity to come from a place of like, oh, I used to think love was this. And I imagine with our audience listening, there's some women out there that might have had the same experience staying too long, staying in something that actually you know on some level isn't maybe really good for you, Mm -hmm. staying with someone who actually keeps kind of trying to tell you they're not really into you, which is why that person wrote that book, (laughs) which was (laughs) horrifying to read. That was one of the beginnings of my divorce. Um, Just really get the message that actually you're receiving a message that you can't hear because in your mind it feels like love.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so – how do you heal that? How do you get to the place? And he just gave you every opportunity to keep Golden healing ice. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Golden eyes just yeah. kept handing you experience after experience, Say, here, you want to learn again that this isn't love? Do you want to learn and again? And I kept
0: stepping into it and kind of like stepping up to the plane, Go, yes, I do. <laughs> Apparently, I want to learn that lesson again. And so I'm not – I mean, yes, I am still well judging myself for um, – Kind of like how many opportunities I've given GoldenEye. So, you know, to back it up a little bit, we had the conversation or he threw out the, Hey, maybe open (laughs) relationship. And then it was like every, I didn't, we didn't see each other very much. So whenever we would see each other, it's like, that's not really what I wanted to spend my time doing is like having that big, heavy conversation. But when the time came where we were just kind of celebrating a one year, anniversary of sorts and not anniversaries like oh we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we're you know gonna walk off into the sunset but like an anniversary of hey we've been friends for a year and doing this for a year and we keep showing up with each other and keep working through things and having more conversations and growing so that in my mind was what the the one-year celebration was around and you know he didn't show up for that day he chose to do other things and and it was upsetting and it was hard because I was like, wow, he's really making a statement. But when he came back after that date and was like three hey, days later, three days later, and wants to like take me to dinner to celebrate, I'm like, okay, and like right back in. So if anybody heard the judgment and heard, <laughs> okay, I did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because I feel like if I would have really been in my power, if someone doesn't want to spend our one-year anniversary together, that's a pretty clear sign that he's just not that into you. Or he's really scared and trying to make, a, you know, a big sign to you that, no.
1: Yeah. And, and also, let's just pause here for a second too, Krista, because it's really important. And for everyone, we've all done this. We've all stayed in things that we weren't sure if we were being loved and probably in the end found out we weren't because we really are knowing that. Mm-hmm. And it takes us as long as it takes us. And yes, it gets louder and louder. Right. And this one didn't get too loud. It just got, it was Mm kind of long. I mean, a year isn't really that long. Well, it was actually better than some of the other ones Mm -hmm. I've been in that were took a lot longer. (laughs) But this was good because it gave you every opportunity. And finally, tell us what happened next.
0: Well, here, I don't think I've told you this, but so I wake up on the one year anniversary and I'm you Know, pissed because he chose to make other plans. Um, and I go out to my car that morning and there's flowers on my car. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're not from GoldenEyes, but they're from Nurture Man. Of course. So it's like, wow, like he knows exactly when to show up for me. And so I spent my one year anniversary with GoldenEyes out at a lovely, beautiful dinner with Nurture Man. <laughs> And you know, as friends at that point, and it was that again, that complete opposites of like opposite experience. And spent the really kind of the rest of the weekend with him, just doing activities and having fun. And you think spirit was trying to point anything out to you? I then? think spirit was like, <laughs> hello. I mean, hello. the timing was like perfect synchronicity. Yeah. So, but then um, Golden Eyes comes back, wants to take me to dinner for. The anniversary, we have a great time, we spend the rest of, you know, some more time together that week and even like talking things, building some things for the future, which was really surprising to me. So in my mind, it was a little bit like, okay, maybe we've moved through something here and maybe we're really ready to step up and... So let me ask him to set some time aside on the weekend for you know a conversation on some boundaries with what we're doing and some you know clarification. And he agreed and he was like, Yep, I'll see you on Saturday. And lo and behold. Lo and behold, he literally ghosts me. And that was Happy anniversary, six honey. days ago, and I have not heard from him. And I was just like, whoa. Like, I didn't know whether he was dead on the side of the street. I didn't know what had happened.
1: So for our listeners, I think Chris and I have both had this experience. How do you know when you start to worry about somebody and you wonder if they're dead on the side of the road? How do you find out if they are or not without talking to them? Uh, you go on Instagram. Yeah. You go on Facebook or but Instagram thing, you and you know, look oh, here's, to see when the last time they were there was. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he, you know, wasn't on Instagram for like two days. Mm. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, he's active. And I wasn't even at that point looking for it because at that point I was so pissed. But it wasn't like looking from a stalker point. I was like, are you alive yeah. in a ditch? No, I Like, I'm too. texting you. I'm like, are you okay? Like, you're not showing up. Like, I'm waiting around. Like, what's happening? So it was just this really bizarre ending to this saga of golden eyes, because in my mind, there is no coming back from this. And in the past, him and I when we've called it quits or had our things like we were both still working through some material, and we were both kind of still engaged together. But with just completely ghosting me in this way, it's like, I wasn't involved astonishing. in that. <laughs> astonishing. Astonishing to be, I mean, you saw us texting the day before and talking. Yeah. And it was like, we're building the future. And all of a sudden, boom. So I don't know what happened in his mind. I'm assuming he met someone or spent the weekend with them and just didn't have the balls to come back and have this conversation with me. Or, you know, I could make up you this know, huge
1: we, story. We, all of it is story right now because you haven't yeah. talked to him. But the truth is something happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he ghosted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the story I like the best, <laughs> oh, please tell me it's a good one. <laughs> is is that it was too intimate. It was just too intimate. It's not it's not a capacity that he holds. Even I mean, I feel like he was representing a coming and a going of desire. Like sometimes he wanted to be with you and then it just was mm-hmm. too much and it wasn't a capacity he has. It's not like he's a bad guy. I mean, he did some things that are bad guy things, but really He's either living in fear or he's living in love. And when you make choices like ghosting someone for six days whom mm-hmm. you just were having a conversation about your future together, probably it's a fear reaction, I would say. You know, mm-hmm. so, so he's in fear. He's, he's lost himself, his higher self, his essence self that he, that he knows is really precious. He's lost that. And he's coming from a place of just survival. Like, I'm just going to take care of myself. The rest of the world be damned. And Mm -hmm. that's what we say is bad behavior, right? Good behavior is when we care for people. Bad behavior is when we're kind of shit. Well, the thing is that part that you just
0: said is like he's taking care of himself. And in hindsight, it's like that's what he does. He takes care of himself. And I get that in with the opposite because Nurture Man is like just – he takes he definitely takes care of himself and he takes care of everyone else around him. He can like – he has the capacity to do it all.
1: So let me just throw out a – Opportunity for us here. No, 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 no. It's okay. not. It's not bad. Uh, what I would suggest is that Nurture Man is very clear about his loving. Mm-hmm. He's solid, he's strong, and he has a very strong position. When you're in your loving and when you operate from that, you're actually responsible. You have integrity, you're kind, you have compassion, you're loving. All those things they just come naturally. They flow from you, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in this kind of fear back and forth state, always trying to grasp at the next thing and get the next client and you know, your your relationship with life is much more based on survival and fear and scarcity and those kinds of things. You have no choice but to come from survival. Right. Someone who's in there loving like nurture man can take care of himself to an appropriate degree and then turn his attention once he's full to the other people. When you have a bottomless pit of need because you can't fill yourself up because you're not actually in your loving, you're in a fake false loving that Mm -hmm. is controlling, there's no space for anybody else because you can't get full. Right. You're just constantly empty. And Golden Eyes would always say, I don't have
0: space. I don't and I would and I was just like, how can you not have space? You meditate all day long. <laughs> like, he's trying to find it. Yeah. Whereas Nurture Man's like, he doesn't have to do all the tools. He just is full. Yeah. And it's like really impressive to watch and to be in the presence
1: of. Yeah. And he loves you. And that's mm-hmm. one of the ways you can tell it. I just keep thinking of that book that I haven't thought of in so long is he's just not that into you. And it's really a reflection of this. It's you know, when there's love around you, when you get held in a field of love by a man or by a woman, whoever your choice is, whatever, there's a way that you feel it, it's so different than anything else. And yeah. when you're being held in a field that's like, yeah, you're good enough, yeah, I could take you or leave you, it's all about a bargain. It's all about, you know, who's going to win and things like that. And, and it's never quite, like you never landed with golden eyes, because there was no there was, safety. Right? There was there was I nowhere to land. There was nowhere to land. He wasn't home. He was home in this place that's always swirling. <laughs> if you you can't hear my hands are going crazy. I'm like in the swirling place <laughs> and in the calm place. Um, so you know, Mr. Nurturer has been giving you this sweet dose of consistency, like mm-hmm. homeopathic love, <laughs> right?
0: With <laughs> no slow- expectation, which is really amazing.
1: Yeah, and it's been delivering him what?
0: Well, he's just always full and happy. Like, I don't have to do anything to fill him up. Right. Whereas with Golden Eyes, I was constantly like, I had to, like, work so hard to make him feel loved and appreciated and blah, blah, blah. And it's like that's the, true. I, I wasn't getting that. any of that in return. And so that's part of what I'm kind of um, – beating myself up about a little bit is because or a lot because in this process of me opening my heart which my heart is massive in comparison to what it was a year ago so i mm. do see the yeah the gift in having this experience with golden eyes because i've been asked to keep cracking it open cracking it open cracking it open bigger and bigger and bigger uh, and having unconditional love for somebody which I do for Golden Eyes. It's unconditional. I love him. I'm not going to be with him anymore, but I'm going to continue practicing unconditional love with That's him. That's beautiful. So my heart has expanded really big, and um, so I can't go back and you know judge myself right. for this.
1: Well, you are. I, you're currently judging yourself for this, which is where the anger at yourself is coming from. But you don't. You're not committed to it. Like, you, it's happening a little, and then you catch it, and you're like, whoa, do I really need to judge myself for a process that actually increased the amount of love I'm expressing in the world? It's like
0: I was opening my heart, but what wasn't happening is the person I was with wasn't opening at the same rate or Mm -hmm. at all, or I don't know, because I don't know where he's at, but his actions weren't from an open-hearted space, whereas Nurture Man is just... That's what it looks like to be with. So when I'm with Nurture Man, it's two people with an open heart. And it's just fun. And it's easy. There's no games. We can say anything to each other because it's all in this space of loving. There's no fear
1: around it. Yeah, it's such a juxtaposition, right? You're just like going back and forth. And it was amazing in the last two weeks how many times you've gone back and forth. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, you know, it was like you would see – Nurture Man for a little bit, and then Rico Suave would show up, and then you'd see Nurture Man a little bit, and then Golden Eyes would show up. and, then, <laughs> yeah, you know, and He, he kept changing personalities. his personalities. <laughs> Never sure which we were looking at. But, and I'm not saying he was insincere. I think there were moments when he was actually present and sincere, mm-hmm. and then, there, then he would fall out. That's fine. That's just what you were learning about. But there was such consistency from Nurture Man that you got to see, oh, and the parts of you that weren't open to a feeling, well, like, it, how could this be love? Because it doesn't feel like love mm-hmm. to me. And this is where the healing is. And for our audience, the place that you have a broken definition that is feeding you the wrong kind, like Gay Hendrix once called, told me I had a broken picker. And uh, <laughs> what does it was that mean? pretty funny uh, because I kept choosing. Mm -hmm. whether I'd like to blame it on the other person or not, people who kept reflecting to me my broken places. So my picker Mm -hmm. was choosing broken instead of choosing healthy, loving. Mm -hmm. And so I kept doing it, and he was right. (laughs) And so the question, what you're being given is this opportunity to fix your picker. Like, oh, that's not actually. Stop love. stop picking my nose and pick stop my ass, picking it, pick stop a better picking the <laughs> <match>. nosy assy guys. <laughs> and start picking someone who loves you, someone who's nurturing and kind and that kind of thing. And and notice that that love is growing in you. And from my experience with um Mr. Delicious. Yeah. Yay, Mr. Delicious. <laughs> um We've been in and out of our own sort of moments of intimacy and not and noticing how scared we get in those moments. And a conversation goes towards commitment and then we freak out and we pull it way back. And then, you know, so all of these things are naturally occurring in relationship. And I had the thought today that intimacy isn't a straight line. Intimacy is a backwards-forwards thing where you touch into a deeper level of intimacy and then usually one or both people have a little like, I need to get away from this. This is too Mm -hmm. close, especially if you're touching an edge. That you haven't touched for a while, like really deep intimacy. So suddenly the person won't be available for a couple of days. Or one time we had the situation that for 24 hours there were no like sweet nice words or little hearts or anything in text messages, and mm-hmm. I was like, finally after 24 hours, I was said, "Is there something wrong?" And he was, "No, not really. No, no, nothing's wrong." And I so I just pointed it out, I'm like, "Just look," and he was like. Hmm. Interesting. Those emojis, they're hmm. such indicators. <laughs> they are. You know, no emojis for 24 hours. Oh, I think I was caring for myself. I needed some space. I needed to – and it was beautiful. It's great because knowing that intimacy is uh, backwards and forwards, like a swing, mm-hmm. like the way we breathe, right? In, out, intimacy, open, open. Okay, time to shut it down a little And I was shutting down
0: Yeah, with – Golden eyes at this weird place where I was really craving sacred union union and craving that partner to build the sacred union with. Yes. What I noticed, I got to a point of I cannot experience that with this man because – I don't feel safe enough yes. to open to that place. Absolutely. He's not caring He's enough for you. Right. To hold that space. Right. And so then having an experience last night with Nurture Man, where I just like looked at him and I was like, I feel so safe and cared for that even though it doesn't look like it from the outside that we're like the perfect couple. To you. To okay. To me um that's the ego side of me there's this connection that is so sweet and simple and communicative and honest and it has all of the the spiritual qualities that would be needed for a sacred union yeah so i'm realizing that my ego ego in choosing or wanting to create the sacred union with golden eyes was was based a lot in some of the physical desire and attraction and um, those type of qualities, but did not have enough of the spiritual connection. I mean, obviously, we're spiritually connected, but not in the-
1: Romantic way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, romance is a really important part. Mm -hmm. And someone who really, a man who really loves a woman or the masculine who really loves the feminine in whatever form it's showing up in your life is compelled to be romantic, and it gets back the gifts of being romantic, which is your love, your your giving, and your receptivity to it. So again, it's not about a man or a woman; it's about these polarities and these energies that we're trying to constantly play with. And a nice polarity in a relationship creates a nice sexual um, chemistry, chemistry attraction. that that attraction that can keep leading to touching that again and again. And it's so great because what's happening is your attraction is shifting from the physical plane. Well, let's just say nurture man is, is a very attractive human. So <laughs> that's not yes. the same. But there's something about Golden Eyes Rico Suave that you were attracted to differently.
0: That allowed me to put up with all the other bullshit. Right. Because I have I know that if the package didn't look the way it looked, I probably wouldn't have. Put up with so much bullshit over the last year.
1: Good point. And it also had to do with your emotional level of, of integration to the idea that love feels like this. Mm-hmm. So you were madly in love and the picture was correct for you. And mm-hmm. now that shifting into, oh, maybe love feels different. And Allowing yourself to see with your heart or even with your sixth chakra where you're more available to your intuition. Mm -hmm. You're more available to the altitude of looking at something with a wider scope, letting more light in, opening your heart a little more and going, oh, this is actually matching me versus this thing that maybe it's matching the old you. Maybe there's a way that that used to match you with Rico Suave and it Matches you now with someone who's much more nurturing. Mm-hmm. That's still not saying that Mr. Nurture is the guy. You're still exploring right. that. But there's right. a lot more potential for real love between the two of you in a romantic way than there actually is between the other two of you.
0: Right. And it's with Nurture Man, it's looking at the m- more mature side of me that's like willing to go into a relationship with a friend and build a friendship and build uh, a strong base, whereas the old me would have not given that enough credit or not given Mm -hmm. it enough, like, that's not really the right word, but, like, because it didn't have that, Like, like... Gravitas. Yeah, it didn't have that, like, oh, I'm madly in love. And, like, and so I think of that feeling as the one. Yeah. If I have that wild, crazy, passionate feeling for someone right off the bat, that must mean something. Well, the last two... People I've been with who I was sexually attracted and physically attracted to have not turned out so well for me. So I've been really having to look at that part of me who was identifying love with those swept away feelings. And then it's like slow and steady nurture man just sitting there like showing up every day with a sweet word, sweet flower, with a dinner invitation, with, you know, just kindness. Yeah. And doesn't enjoy have- and love and all sorts of fun fun things, right? Oh my god, we danced so much this weekend. Like crazy. And when I was thinking about the last 8 months of my life, about when I've had the most fun and felt the most free, every single experience I was with
1: Nurtureman. Yeah, well, that's great. You know, and, and but let's look at this one other way too, Krista, because I'm starting to think about um my experience, and I did also, so i'm I'm just trying to balance this for our audience because my experience was one of stepping fully in right away with Mr. Delicious. with Mr. Delicious. but consciously, though, but different. yeah, because the two before, I jumped in mm-hmm. and this one felt like the first thing that happened was my heart opened from the center of my body, from like my heart, from the center of my chest, I should say, in this expansive experience of just being in a space where he was performing actually and speaking right to me and of love. And I was just who I am was so met in that moment that I knew this person and I were going to have something very big in common. And it it wasn't that the relationship moved smoothly beca- or quickly or not quickly, we were in each other's presence almost virtually every day since then but in a way that was slow and steady and well, mature you guys had a lot of
0: conversation we and had a, a lot of clarity of, before even getting intimate
1: um. No, what? I wouldn't say that. I'm, I'm not going to say that. No, because that's actually not true. I. Had, How about if his son is listening? And yeah, I know he might be. Um, but he'll and he's not going to get a name. Lucky child, lucky human, grown up. <laughs> he man. just got
0: one. Lucky child.
1: <laughs> um, but what what was true even about that was. I did have need to clear something right in the beginning, and that was mature. Like, mm-hmm. and so, but using the word maturity doesn't quite capture it because it's like a spiritual care for yourself, which is the maturity we're talking about, like self self-honoring self-honoring honoring or integrity and respect for yourself and caring for yourself. That you would care for yourself so much that you would say, "I'm doing this because of how much I care for what's true and integrus for me." And you may ask me for things, and you may ask my permission, and I may say no. And that would be the best thing I could do for our relationship is for you to know where my no is and to know where my yes is. And then if the person can respect that as you start to flow, often then it gets picked up on a sort of tide of or current of loving that then just invites you into the next step. When you put your boundary out and you say no, and someone pushes against it really hard or tries to manipulate how to get you through that boundary, then you can start working against them in some way from inside you. So it's not that great relationships can't start out with a lot of quick kind of contact. It's where you are in your body. My body was super grounded in with him. and The other two I was not super grounded. I was kind of up in love, like, wow, this is so exciting, and this is the best thing. And it was a lot about outer attributes that were inviting a lot about sexual attraction. Katie Hendricks also um, had said, says frequently, is known for saying, and certainly said to me, if you are that attracted to someone, run for your life. (laughs) Run for your life. I see. Yeah, because it's all biology at that point. I think
0: that, well, I definitely was not grounded when I met Rico Suave a year ago, and neither was he. And that what was interesting, like, you know, I was just like what you were talking about, woo! Yeah. At our one-year dinner, um, (laughs) we actually had the conversation of how much more, how much we've grown this year and how grounded we both are and how much more humble we are. Mm. And he actually is way more humble than he used to be. doesn't swear much in the (laughs) moment, but- it, it is true. We both have a more peace and grounded feeling about ourselves. And that I don't even know where to go with that because it's like...
1: Well, I think I have an idea. Okay. So one of the things we talk about is holy fuck here, right? Mm-hmm. And you were talking about sacred union before, which I wanted to interrupt you so bad and go, hey, everybody, sacred union, that's the holy fuck. But the other thing is that there's a way in which when we're talking about sacred union, that has to be loving, honoring, and respectful from both sides. There has to be, and then it can grow. And you right. have to explore that. If I push against this, and and women or the feminine, the natural tendency of the feminine is to please. That's our instinct, right. is to please, to get taken care of. But if we don't push against that boundary and say, hey, actually, I need something from you. You're going to find out really fast if that person actually gives you what you need. I remember this conversation <laughs> from about eight months ago. Krista, do you? About, hmm, isn't it interesting that every time you ask for something you need, he can't give it? He can't give it. And he has not been
0: able to. What changed though in that eight months is I started asking.
1: Right. So Good for in you. the
0: beginning, he wasn't giving me what I needed because I wasn't able to vocalize it. I yeah. wasn't able to ask. I was scared. And so the reason I think everything got on hyperspeed the last three months is because I committed myself to speaking up for myself, asking for what I need, saying it out loud, even if it was going to mean him leaving. Well, and especially so,
1: this last weekend, right? That's exactly what you that's did. That's what I did. Say, hey, this is all great this week and I'm having fun with you and isn't that sweet. So this weekend, could we talk about it? Because this is
0: what I need in order to be in this relationship, non-relationship. And what did it do? <laughs> He walked because he, he knew he wasn't gonna have the answers that I was gonna need. And he know it on he knew it on a soul level. I know that. Yeah. I just and, know
1: it. And again, you know, there are moments where we get to laugh at ourselves and sort of poke fun at this a little bit and maybe give him a little bit of a hard time. But the truth is he is who he is and he's on the journey that he's on and he's in the place that he's in. Mm-hmm. And, and he was you, telling me
0: all of that stuff. And uh, I was not hearing it because it wasn't what I wanted to hear.
1: Right. And Dummy. There was. <laughs> I'm like, dummy. And and I just need to say for the record that there were some mixed messages. And so when there are mixed messages, it's easy. And I, I think all of us, and I want to say again to our audience, because I know that everybody out there has had lots of experiences, that when there are mixed messages, it's a good sign
0: something's off. I think a mixed message is a no. I do too. And uh, I was wanting to believe that in the mixed message that there was room for possibility. And... You, you know, explored that to the full extent. Of- <laughs> I, I can now say I have explored it as much as I'm willing to explore it. And that's a good point about when to call it because there were obviously many times where we tried to call it and I kept going, oh, I don't know, there's something else, there's something else, there's something else. And this time, the way he just poof and disappeared, there's nothing in me that has that oh, I don't know. Maybe there's still something there. It's like something just melted and went and just disappeared. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'm still hurt. And I just don't really understand why it needed to go down that way. And I know it happened perfectly for me because if it would have happened in a conversation, like if he would have said, hey, I'm not going to come back and um, you know, I don't think I'm ready to have this conversation. It would have gotten into the, well, why not? And, da, 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 and, da, da, da. and it would, this back and forth conversation that would have kept us in it. And I think spirit was just like, you're complete Krista. And this is the only way that I'm going to be able to show you that it's done is for him to just do such a big trespass that there's no doubt in your, in my mind that it's over. And yeah. so there's really a
1: softening in me right now of it's Okay. Good. That's great. And what I really appreciate, and I think everyone can appreciate, is this is a big time to to make a choice that you just made, which is to not, you know, have a big drama about this and to not go into a place where he's wrong and bad, but to simply keep your heart open to another human being who's struggling in his own soul journey, Mm -hmm. keep your loving flowing. And when you feel feelings, and you will, and you have, and I've heard some of them, I wrote some. She wrote good, some ones. good <laughs> strings of letters and words and all sorts of fun things. It's a good one. We will never share it. But, I mean, um, I might say something like I want to smash your face in, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, there was some. Yeah, yeah, there might have been something even more extreme than that. But it's all about expressing the anger mm-hmm. so that you can actually make sure you express it and get it out of your body where it would be hiding otherwise, and maybe turning against yourself. And everyone has those thoughts, even though we don't want to
0: admit it. It's like they're in there. And the thing is, is to not admit it means that you're ashamed of them. So to admit it and just be like, yeah, I had that thought inside my head and I put it on a piece of paper and I burned it and I got it out of my body.
1: Hopefully everyone knows that they're not in charge of every thought they have. So when the thought is there, it's based on something underneath it. And you can go look for what's underneath that's making me really have these thoughts and and believe these things and create emotions from these thoughts and create stories. And you can go looking for that and really grow a lot. But if you believe those thoughts, then you can create a whole world of drama for yourself that is... I just had a lot of fun writing them. It felt really good to just like... Purge the nasty out, and then I can go and do my forgiveness work. And you need – that's the whole point is you need to purge the nasty. You need – that's what we call free-form writing. It's like put that pen down on that piece of paper, whichever hand, because non-dominant hands can be awesome with writing – all sorts of crap out of your like system like alter ego it's your alter <laughs> ego it's your unconscious will write with your non dominant hand for me that would be my left and i'll just go or go scream in a car go like scream in, yeah skip. not at a car no um, not at a car in your car or at you the ocean privacy. or you know go for a run and uh, i have a friend who's using running right now to get some big energy i used to use dancing to get big energy during my divorce mm-hmm. out of my body because as long
0: as it's trapped it's just circling around inside the head and you just keep it just like on loop
1: Yeah, and and it's either
0: going to go against them or against you mm -hmm. or both. And And I know it's not in my loving to have those thoughts in my head. And so I have to get them out, and then I have to work toward you know forgiving myself or have that part of myself that needs to have them and forgiving him for the
1: parts that I'm still judging and
0: keep on loving.
1: You know, know, and even eventually, maybe even just understanding that those thoughts are just a part of what a human being does when they feel a trespass. And eventually we work through those to realize that we can't have any love in our field if we're holding a really bad story about someone. It's like they don't match. We have this weird niggle. It's like having a broken foot and saying I'm in perfect health. Right. When you have something that you're holding against another person. And we all do. There's probably one person at least in everyone's (laughs) life that we have that one thing. Oh, just one. Yeah, well, maybe. But there is one for me, and I am doing everything I can to forgive that person. And I wish I could tell you today, I've forgiven in all my relationships. It's not true. I have one person that I'm like, mm. And they pop into your head. Forget my head. They pop into my life. (laughs) They just walk right up to me. And I work that all the time. And I know that the days I'm successful, I have more love available for everyone. And the days I get caught in an old story are the days I have nothing. And so it's really me I'm doing all this work for. And I hope you guys will do all this work for yourselves. And really tell people what you need and tell people what you want and look to see if they're really going to keep taking care of you when you have needs.
0: Because all this work that I've done this year has allowed me to get to this point of moving on from this relationship. But it brought me here, meaning, like in the past, when I kept coming to these points of supposed closure, there was (laughs) still this. Yeah, there was. I still had the hurt inside, the anger inside, the blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't complete, and that's why it kept cycling back in because there kept being these emotions and these feelings and these attachments. There's a different – like I think we were talking about this before, like how do you know when a relationship is done? Uh And I have not had that feeling with him yet. Even though I've said, that's it, we're done, there was still that part inside of me that was in love and hopeful and, you know, Hoping he would call and there was that. And now there's just this complete peace inside of me of like, it's okay. I, he, ne- I actually never need to see him again. I never need a text from him or a call from him. I don't need to know what happened to him. I need none of that. Cause I'm so, I really honestly feel for the first time in this whole year, like
1: I can breathe. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's Okay. What a great sign. Also, you know, as our listeners, wonder, how does your body feel? Does it feel tight when you think about it? Is it is it still kind of moving towards and, and reaching out for the other person? Or is there a way, like Chris is saying, is after this many experiences, she is ready and she's been given every opportunity to get ready. And now there's a way in which she can say, there's a lot of grace. I hope you can hear it. This is, I'm letting this go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And- That is a beautiful, beautiful place to get. So congratulations. I'm glad you've gotten there. I'm sure that it's going to be a much better journey for you from this point on in terms of how you see love, how you experience it, how you bring it in. And I hope for all our listeners that you remember these experiences in your life, the places where you've healed and the places that you're still healing. This may come up for Krista again. We call it being tested. Mm -hmm. But it's not so much like the universe is testing you like it's magical. It's that people will show up. Mm -hmm. And you will choose yes or no for yourself. Right. And that certainly happened to me. And really this time, I'm making a really good choice for myself. Yeah, you are. And I know that it's through the exact same experiences that Krista's had to go through. I've had to block people from my phone sometimes because I have too strong an attraction to them and they're not good for me Mm -hmm. and they don't respect an army. And so I would fall back into them or whatever. I would stay in relationships way too long, you know, things like that all of these things eventually heal us. So whatever you've done with your relationships up till now, Krista, me, and all of you, like embrace yourself. Thank you for growing. Thank you for taking a chance to love. Thank you for keep putting yourself out there. Krista did this amazing journey of keep putting yourself into a situation that she couldn't quite tell. Now she knows.
0: And my heart is still, this is, this is, the difference between um, this relationship with Golden Eyes and the last relationship I was in. The last relationship um, I ended, I ended with a closed heart. Yeah. This relationship I'm ending, and my heart is wide open. And, this and that's is, because I've done the
1: work and I've grown. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've taken every step that you've taken with real awareness. Yep. And luckily, you've had... A really nurturing guy in your life to give you, feed you, and fill you up when fill me up. Yes, you did (laughs) when you were getting knocked down. So yeah, there we go. Me up last night. Did it felt
0: so good. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, well, let's wrap it back to the change part. It's like just more change. Like we were talking about last week, we just keep getting these hits of things changing. And are we gonna grab onto them? Are we just gonna go take a deep breath and be like, "Well, that happened,"
1: and so. That happened. And you know what I've been really thinking about in terms of change is when we get stable, when we get centered in who we are, not in a house or in a job or with Mm -hmm. a family or anything else, when we get centered and we start really asking ourselves, who am I? And am I honoring and loving myself? And am I honoring and loving the people in my life? If we can't say yes to that, it's time for a change. And We can create change by creating havoc and drama, Mm -hmm. or we can keep our hearts open and slowly and gently walk into the future saying, I'm not sure about this. Let's spend a little more time wondering. Let's look more closely. Let's see how people are interacting and really give ourselves a chance to have the life of our dreams and the sacred union and the holy fuck that we're all waiting for. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Love you. I love you. Bye. Bye.
0: Spread the love. Do you want the opportunity to see the gals of Holy Fuck in person? If so, go to holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next. And yes, I know, I'm talking about myself in third person. Open your browser, type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email. Not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now hot tomorrow. Now, 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 now. Thank you.